Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Once more, uh, welcome back to the Jesus Cast. We are reading from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 until the very end. Uh, it's going to be a long read, so bear with me, be patient with me. I had to read the whole passage because of the importance of like, just the beginning, the middle, and the final parts of the scripture as to you know, addressing the issue that I'm trying to address today, the issue that we're trying to unlearn today. So let's get into the reading uh it reads as follows from verse one uh however brothers and sisters i could not talk to you as to spiritual people but only as to worldly people dominated by human nature mere infants infants in the new life in christ i fed you with milk not solid food for you were not yet able to receive it even now you are still not ready you are still worldly, controlled by ordinary impulses, the sinful capacity. For as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you, are you not unspiritual? And are you not working like ordinary men, unchanged by faith? For when one of you says, I am a disciple of Paul, and another, I am a disciple of Apollos, are you not proving yourselves unchanged, just ordinary people? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Just servants through whom you believed in Christ, even as the Lord appointed to each his task. I planted, Apollos watered, but God, all the while, was causing the growth. So neither is the one who plants nor the one who waters anything, but only God who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one in importance and esteem, working toward the same purpose. But each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. According to the remarkable grace of God which was given to me to prepare me for my task, like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation, and now another is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the, the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. But if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will be clearly shown for what it is. For the day of judgment will disclose it because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work. If any person's work which he has built on this foundation that is any outcome of his effort remains and survives this test he will receive a reward but if any person's work is bent up by the test he will suffer the loss of his reward yet he himself will be saved but only as the one who has barely escaped through fire do you not know and understand that you in brackets the church are the temple of god and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually. 
if anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrine, God will destroy the destroyer. For the temple is of God, for the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, discarding his worldly pretensions and acknowledging his lack of wisdom, so that he may become truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness, absurdity, or stupidity before God. For it is written in scripture, He is the one who catches the wise and clever in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the humanly wise that they are useless. So let no one boast in men about their wisdom or of having this or that one as a leader. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, Peter in brackets, or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All things are yours and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Jehovah, that, Lord, you have galvanized us. You have prepared us, Jehovah, and you have tasked us, Jehovah, with this duty, Lord, to preach this message to the world so that, Father, they can hear your word, so that they can understand it and grow, Lord, so that in this very season of them unlearning their old habits, Jehovah, they can discover you in a more clearer way and understand you better, Father. I am but a vessel for this word, Jehovah. I am not the word itself. I have no wisdom, Lord, to preach this word, Father. So I trust you that, God, you have galvanized me you have prepared me lord and you jehovah have given me the right way to the right ways to speak on your behalf oh lord in jesus name father we thank you amen amen so yeah uh welcome again uh to the jesus cast podcast i'm pretty sure that some of you have noticed uh so far that there's been a there's been a few changes in terms of the podcast um for one we kind of like took a turn into rebranding well it's not really rebranding per se it's getting a vision for it and this is what god has been guiding us through you know through the past couple of weeks just getting us to kind of put this into more perspective and build this as a platform for him and not for ourselves which is why i had to drop the with joseph m uh joseph is gonna be is still gonna be <laughs> i mean i'm still gonna be a very big part of this project hopefully god is going to use me in great ways just to reach out to as many people as possible to preach the gospel but i'm not the only person who's gonna be preaching on this podcast as you have seen in the past we've had lerato preaching and we will have many more people there's gonna be a lot of changes happening in the next couple of weeks and not only will there be changes that will be happening in the next couple of weeks we will also be bringing in more episodes in a week probably two or three more episodes and furthermore okay i'm too excited to announce this uh, i don't even know why i'm announcing it today because we haven't really done the official launch but yeah uh, we are launching a brand uh, it's not like you know a match for the podcast no it's a christian brand so we will give out more information about it on our instagram pages uh, on our instagram page and my personal instagram page in the coming weeks and okay in the coming days because it's not gonna take that long and you will just get to see what god is doing with it but it's a brand that just says we want christ to be revealed we don't want to blend in we don't want to look like everyone else we want to be different we want to dress different you know and we want to be proud and confident about what we wear and what we represent in terms of the kingdom of god and yeah 
so yeah this is just a sneak peek a teaser as they call it uh, so let me get into the message uh, let me not waste any further time so yeah uh, we are still on our series called unlearning and in the past couple of weeks you know i have i've just been working on different messages in terms of what i should be preaching about in this very session and funny enough uh, last week i had a different message that i needed to preach and god kind of transitioned me from that message into another message and this week again i thought the same message which i was supposed to preach last week that ah, i'm ready i'm gonna preach it this week and uh, about two days ago god just revealed this to me and he spoke it to me and he said no this is what i want you to share about today and i was reading uh the f in fact i was reading corinthians i was reading the very corinthians uh, chapter three that we read today and then i didn't find anything from it so i said to myself i'm going to meditate on this word and come back to it and then i think the following day i decided to read first Corinthians, first corinthians chapter one and it resonated so much with this message that god started speaking to me in terms of what i should actually be sharing when it comes to this message so i've titled my message today uh, i've titled this message not my message this message uh my pastor said i know this sounds very weird so the title of the message is my pastor said uh and this message is not about disqualifying what your pastor preaches it's not about disqualifying their teachings per se it's more about saying we need to break the chain of idolizing the people that god sent in our lives and creating factions as believers you know creating divisions among ourselves as believers uh and we need to unlearn that whole concept we need to come to a place where we discover ourselves as one person as one group of people who are working towards the same goal and i want to take this from first corinthians chapter 3 because paul explains it so well in this passage you know and when we are introduced to this uh paul is speaking to the people of corinth obviously and he's warning them about creating the divisions amongst themselves and sin against and they're sinning against god and their bodies and what he's saying is you people you've you think that you're growing because you are in the faith but what you're actually doing is standing in one position because you haven't really discovered what the transformation through faith is supposed to bring in your lives okay he says that because you've created these divisions among yourselves because of all of this that you do these are things that are keeping you far away from what you're actually supposed to be achieving in fact if i may read it in his words he he, he says it in such an amazing way you know from the beginning and he says to them that you know he's been trying to feed them because they're still infants and he thought that by now they would have progressed to meet but they haven't okay so he says to them uh, i see this because you still live as worldly people okay you are still controlled by worldly impulses you are still controlled by the way the world performs by the way the world is impacted by sin okay for our, and, and then he says uh when you read in verse 3 he says for as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you and you among you are you not unspiritual and are you not working like ordinary men see this is just a way for him to say all of the things that you are currently doing are not different from the people who have not received christ when you receive christ you need to transform you need to change 
you cannot be in Christ and be the same. The Holy Spirit cannot come on you and you remain the same. You cannot conform to the patterns of this world if you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to transform you. It has to change you. It has to impact you. If it does not impact you, you have not fully accepted that you have it in you. And this is what I think even in the past couple of weeks we've tried to highlight. The fact that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, there's nothing that it cannot do through us. So we need to allow it to do something. Okay, so the people of Corinth in the passage, uh, they've, they've started to create these factions. You know, they have created this thing that uh, because Paul preached to us, then we are disciples of Paul. Because Apollos preached to us, we are disciples of Apollos. And this is what Paul is currently, you know, trying to correct them with. Okay, this is what Paul is trying to correct. Okay, because their focus now is more on the people who teach them the word, the people who brought them to Christ, than Christ himself. Their focus has moved from the word itself to God, him, like from the word itself to the people who bring the word to them. Isn't it amazing how we do this as well? Where we pay so much attention to what our pastors say and we don't even study the word by ourselves. Isn't it amazing how we have what we call favorite pastors? Isn't it amazing how we compare pastors of the way that that one is good, that one is bad, that one I don't listen to, that one I listen to. And we disqualify ourselves from hearing the word of God because of how we've created these factions or how we've idolized sitting pastors and we think we are just hearing the word of God. See, the word of God is the word of God regardless of who preaches it. I'm going to say that again. The word of God is the word of God and remains the word of God regardless of who preaches it. And your faith in the most important aspect of all of this is your faith is not in the people that bring you to God, is not in the people that introduce you to Jesus Christ, is not in the people that tell you about God. Your faith is in God himself. See, we, 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 we've come to become so many different churches and claiming to believe in the same Jesus. But when my pastor says a bad word about another church, we take that word and we don't care if it's right or not. In fact, I've seen believers who just wake up to go to church to listen to the word and come back home and never study the word by themselves. And now they live based on what their pastor says and not what the word of God says. Because they've never actually tested the word of God by themselves. We close the Bible every Sunday when we leave the church. We have become a generation that believes in God on the basis of what we want and not what we can offer God. We have become a generation that wants to, you know, judge other people for what they do, but what, what we do, we seem to accept, even when it's wrong, even when it's sin, even when it kind of like contradicts the very weight that we seem to say we stand for. 
And Paul is warning against this. And he goes and makes an example about the planter and, you know, the person who waters the plants. He says, one plants and the other one, you know, waters. But both of them, their reward is equal. It doesn't matter if one is a prophet and the, the other is a teacher of the word. Their reward is the same to God. Because at the end of the day, God is the one who ensures that there's growth. God is the one who ensures that people are impacted. Regardless of who preaches the word. Hell, I have times that I believe that, you know, even if I listen to a pastor who people have controversial statements about, if he's preaching the word of God, it has the ability to impact me because of God, not because of him. This year I made a decision that I'm not going to disqualify a pastor. I'm not going to disqualify anyone who teaches me the word of God or tells me about God. I'm going to listen to them because the word of God stands for itself. It doesn't matter who preaches it. Some of you are so focused on how smart your pastor is that you focus so much on listening to only them. And you don't even listen to God anymore. You're just listening to your pastor. You don't even take time to hear God speak to you because you're so focused on the idea that your pastor is always right because your pastor said, your pastor said, your pastor said. And I have nothing against you listening to your pastor. My challenge is when you start taking your pastor and making him greater than God without even noticing that you're making him greater than God. Because yes, you hear the word of God and you praise the word of God, but you praise it because of who preaches it to you, not because of the word of God itself. Paul addresses the fact that we are the temple of God. Okay. And I've heard so many times that people have quoted this and they seem very excited about it. And when I got the context of this yesterday and God said to me, the context is that because we are the temple of God, we need to feed this temple with the doctrine of God. And if we take any other weight that is contrary to what God teaches and we accept it, then we defile the very church that we claim to be to be the only doctrine as believers that we are supposed to take in to transform us to move us from our sinful nature which is the Adam effect into the Christ nature is to study the Word of God and fill our hearts with the right doctrine which is of Jesus Christ the foundation that Jesus Christ laid is what we should focus on I like how Paul is even showing them that even with him, he does not expect the people to praise him for what he's doing. He does not expect to get the, like, the reward from them. The reward has to come from God. In fact, if you go and read chapter 1, you will discover that Paul started this from there. And he tells them about the wisdom of the world that it doesn't matter how wise you think I am. 
It's not about me. It's about Christ himself. So focus on the Christ that I'm teaching about and not me. He goes and tells them that I've discovered that you guys go around 10, you know, you've created these classes where you seem to think that just because you were baptized by Paul, then you're better than someone who was baptized by Apollos, that you th you're better than someone who was baptized by Cephas. But I'm trying to, exp but I'm explaining this to you so that you get it. That it doesn't matter who baptized you, as long as they baptized you in the name of Christ, that's, what impo that's what's important. When I baptized you, I did not baptize you in the name of Paul. It was not in Paul's name that I baptized you. And he keeps saying this to them. The fact that he comes back again in chapter 3 only stands to mean that they didn't hear him the first time. Here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what I'm saying. It's well and good to appreciate the people that bring us to Christ. It's well and good to appreciate our pastors as we go to church. It's well and good to think that the churches we go to are proper churches and people should come and join them. But it is a different story when you look at your pastor and you seem to think that he is greater than, than any other pastor in the world. It's a different story when you seem to worship your pastor because you think that their word is the final word and their word is the right word and their word is God's word. It's a different thing when you seem to think that your church is the only church in the world that people should go to. It's a different thing when you exclude other Christians from the same grace that you have and think that the grace is only for you because of the church you go to. It's a different thing Okay. when you look at other Christian churches and you judge how they do things your unlearning needs to start here today where you start seeing Christianity as a single belief that has no classes, statuses or divisions and I agree with you we are different churches but all of these churches are supposed to be speaking the same word preaching the same message shouting the same Jesus. We cannot be Christians claiming to be of one religion but doing different things. I don't care how your church is perceived and how other churches are perceived. I'm speaking to you personally today. I'm speaking to you so that it touches your heart and maybe someday it will touch someone else's heart and it will change the whole world. I'm speaking to you today because I need us to come to a point where the word of God is all that we care about and not the word of our pastors, not the word of our church, not the word of where we grew up in. The world has programmed us to live in such a way that, you know, we, we, once we've created these classes now, we seem to invite people to our churches because we say our church is better. It's not, our church is better than that one. How do you think an unsaved person takes that? Because an unsaved person looks at us and says, Oh, well, they want me to join them, but they are not one. Why should I join them? Why should I follow someone who thinks that their, their church is better than another church? Who thinks that their pastor is better than another pastor? Why should I follow a religion that is so apart, that is so broken up? 
And it's because of how we treat each other, because of how we respond to each other. It's because of how we look at each other as a religion, as a people in Christianity, as people who claim to believe in Jesus Christ. And if we are still of this mindset, then we still need to be taught the word in its fullness. Then there's a lot that we still haven't discovered through the faith. The faith that we claim to have hasn't really kicked in. It's almost as if we're still waiting for the knock. It's almost as if we're still waiting for the Holy Spirit to come upon us. Secondly, we've got to come to a point where we stop idolizing the people that God sent to preach or teach us the word. Yes, they have the word, but they're just a vessel for God, nothing more. They are not greater or lower than any other teacher in the word. As I said, Paul emphasizes this point by saying, just because I baptized you doesn't mean that I'm your God now. Doesn't mean that you have to worship me. Doesn't mean that you have to be my disciple. You're not my disciple. You're a disciple of Christ. And it doesn't make me better than others. And you see, just in passing, we do this with everything else around our lives. Because someone gives us a job opportunity, so now we start worshipping them. Because someone took care of us at some point, now we start worshipping them. Because our jobs pay us more money, we start worshipping the income. We start worshipping the job. Just because someone in our family is richer than others, we start worshipping the richer person. We start, you know, bowing down to them and everything. The rich aunties of the family, the rich uncles of the family that we treat different from everyone else. We treat different because the other one drinks and the other one doesn't. So the one who doesn't gets better treatment. We do this every single day, yet we say we are believers. Yet we say we are saved. If this is salvation, do you think people want to be saved like that? Like, do you really, really, really believe? And I mean, like, really believe that there's someone who is looking at you from a distance and says, I want to become like that? No. Certainly not. I Like, I'm saying this with confidence, okay? No one wants to be a part of a broken family. No one wants to be a part of a broken relationship. No one wants to be a part of a broken organization. Everyone wants to come into an organization that's well built. Yes, we get it. We are not all perfect. But perfection is what we should be striving for. We should be striving for the righteousness that God wants us to have. And yes, we are not saved by our works. Because the grace of God allows us to grow each day through the Holy Spirit. And the growth that we will achieve through the Holy Spirit is greater than the growth that we could have achieved by ourselves with our own works. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 5, the Bible says, We have one God, one faith, and one baptism. Okay? One God, one faith, 
one baptism one god one faith one baptism why then do we think that we have a better pastor why then do we think that their weight is better than the weight of the other pastor or the next pastor why then have we come to the conclusion that our church is better than another church how what brings us to that statement what brings us to that conclusion see as as believers I often believe that, you know, we are built to become a community. We have been created to become a community. And in a community, we have to be one. You know, we have to do the same things. We have to live in the same way. I like how in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it tells us about how the Christians that, you know, once they were saved, it says that now they followed a specific doctrine. They, there's, a, there's a way in which they lived. And they all lived together in that way. You know, they listened to the word together, they broke the bread together, they prayed together, all of those things. And they were Christians. They did not have classes amongst themselves. Yes, the classes came way later on in the years. But this is where we should be going back to, to a point where we are just one. Where there are no divisions amongst us. Where we don't think that just because someone was baptized by this person, then they are better than us. Or they are less than us. Where we don't think that just because this pastor said this, then they are a better Christian than the other pastor. Who didn't say it the word of God is not exclusive to you okay it's not just for you it's for all of us it's for everyone and I hope that today this gets into your heart and you get to take it and walk with it and realize that as you wake up each morning your job is to become one with everyone else not to become different not as a christian the word of god is against us blending in with the world but not with each other when it comes to each other we are one when it comes to each other we stand together when it comes to each other we agree See, I, 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 I had one guy who says that when we are with people, my wife and I agree on everything. Okay? We don't fight about things. Not when we are with people. We don't argue about things. Not when we are with people. Okay? Yeah, when we, are, when we get back home, <laughs> it's going down. We, we will correct the wrongs. If you were wrong, I will correct you were wrong but not in public, not in front of people, because they don't know our relationship. They don't know our marriage. They are not part of our marriage. So when we are with people, we are going to be as perfect as can be. But get back home, we are going to fix that. Okay? So that that perfection that we played out there is not a play. It becomes a reality. I'm not saying pretend when you see non-believers no no i would never encourage that in fact what i'm telling you is that the, there's a passage where paul says when people come and test you they should find you blameless okay that when they want to say things about you they should find you blameless ne? and what i've discovered from that message is once you allow yourselves 
yourself to let the Holy Spirit take over and the fruits of the Spirit to dwell in you, to move with you, to move you, okay? The fruit of the Spirit to be what's what you're, what you're growing in you. And then it becomes easier for you to not be blamed, not for you to be blameless. It becomes easier for you to be blameless. When people look at you, they will see Christ. As you walk into an environment, people will see Christ even without you saying anything. When you speak to them, even without saying the word Christ, they will know that you're a believer because of how you conduct yourself. When Jesus Christ made an example about the Good Samaritan, and what they don't get is, it's not just about the good deeds, it's also about what you believe in. They have to go hand in hand. These people claim to believe in God and they claim that the good Samaritan is not a believer. But the Samaritan is the one who does good deeds. And Christ is saying the, the, the world will pass us over in doing good. The world will become greater than us in doing good. We should come to a point where we do good so much that people see Christ in our in our deeds people see Christ in us okay I think our greatest obstacle is trying to break the stigma is trying to break the stereotypes that have been created about other churches about other pastors is to try and break the cycle that someone started that now cannot be broken because it became bigger than what it should be let me explain that again the fact that I feel more comfortable going to my own church than going to any other church is all you need to know is all you need okay to know that there is something broken that needs to be fixed the fact that when I need help the only person that I think of is my pastor and I cannot think of any other person near me is all you need to know that this is broken And I know there are still good people out there. There are people who still live by this code that Paul preaches. Okay, This thing that Paul is trying to correct in the scripture, I know that there are good pastors who still understand it and who still say, don't praise me, don't worship me. But I also know that there are pastors who feel comfortable being worshipped by you. They feel comfortable being praised by you. In fact, their intentions are wayward in a way. And I want to warn you today, if you go to a church with a pastor who thinks that they are greater than the way that they preach, run. If they come to you and speak in wonderful words, but don't speak the word of God, run as quickly as you can. And in closing, 
there's something that we need to take away from what Paul has been correcting. It's not that you shouldn't worship him. It's not that you shouldn't idolize him. It's not that you shouldn't create factions. But what he's preaching is focus on Jesus Christ who is the reason for all that you do. Who is the reason for even us preaching this gospel. Don't focus on us. Focus on Jesus Christ who gives life. Focus on Jesus Christ who died on the cross so that you can have life and not just life but life in abundance. Focus on Jesus Christ who even when he could have said no to the cross, he still went to it. Focus on Jesus Christ who defeated the enemy by being on the cross. Focus on Jesus Christ. That's all I can say. Focus on his weight, his truth. The Bible says in the beginning was the weight and the weight was Christ and the weight was Christ. He was the weight. Okay, it says God, but it actually means Christ. And because he's the weight, it should be our focus, the weight itself. The weight should be what builds us up. The weight should be what carries, carries us in every situation. The weight should be what we depend on and not anyone else. I love how Christ even said that whatever you ask in my name shall come to pass. So it means you don't need anyone else in between you and him. See, I've said this before because so many of us have even started thinking that, oh, God can give me things if I don't fast. No. Fasting is well and good. But Jesus is the one who gives, not the fasting. People have started using things as a gateway to receiving the word of God, as a gateway to hearing God. But hey, he lives in you. You don't need anything. You just need to call his name. Call his name. Say, Jesus, I'm here and I want to speak to you. You know, the way you speak to your friends, the way you speak to your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Randomly, you know, when you're sitting, just have a conversation with him. Because that's what he wants. He's that close to you. He's closer than you could ever think or imagine. He's very close, in fact. And if you want to experience the opposite of what the people in Corinth were doing, where you love everyone, where you care for everyone, where everyone around you is a believer and you treat them with the same respect, where you treat every pastor with the same respect, where you treat every church with the same respect, without, without even considering whether what they do is wrong or right, I'm going to give you a second chance to receive Jesus Christ because maybe the first time they didn't explain it to you in that way. Maybe the first time they didn't tell you that, well, when you are in Christ, you are supposed to transform. I'm going to give you a second chance to transform today. And if you want that second chance, or maybe you never received Christ and you've seen these churches that are separated, that are divided, I want to give you a chance to receive Christ today and I want you to receive him in the right way. Not because I'm a better preacher, not because I'm a better 
a follower of Jesus not because I'm more affluent I'm smarter than other pastors or anything like that no I'm not I want you to recognize that I'm also just a vessel for Jesus Christ I'm also just a vessel for God I'm only here to preach the word and what you do with it is totally up to you and how you interpret it is totally up to you as well but I'm also not looking for followers I'm looking for followers of Jesus Christ not mine This is your chance to receive Jesus Christ. So if you are there, say these words with me. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I know I'm a sinner. I know I still allow the world to control and dictate how I think. I still allow the world to let me see classes instead of one people. I still allow the world to make me feel like what my pastor says is better than what other pastors say. I still feel like the church I go to is better than any other church. But today, I'm turning from those ways. Today, I want to receive you in your fullness. I might have received you before. But the transformation didn't come because I did not receive you willingly. Today I receive you willingly. I open up my heart so that you make a home in it. So that you can pour down your Holy Spirit into me. So that as of today, I live according to the Spirit. I walk according to the Spirit. And I let the Holy Spirit guide me in every direction. I believe you died on the cross so that I can have life. I believe you purchased me at a price. And I declare today that you are Lord over my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Okay, let me close. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we give you praise. We are grateful for this word, and I believe, Jehovah, that you allowed me to speak what you want me to speak, and not what I wanted to speak. You allowed me to say the words that you want me to say, and not words that I wanted to say. And I believe that today, O oh Lord, there are a few people who will be transformed by this message. I believe that in their transformation, they will go out and give a testimony as to how you transformed their lives when they decided that they are moving away from creating classes, from creating divisions, from creating a mindset of thinking that anyone is greater than the, than the other vessel that you have sent in this world. I'm confident, Father, that you are doing something in our lives, that you're doing something in our hearts. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that your transformation for us is here and we have unlearned any habit that is contrary to your word in jesus name god i pray amen hello there thank you for tuning into the jesus cast with joseph m we hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon 
Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.